one night in June 2012, I went out with some friends. Went out for dinner. It had been a long day in class, and I just wanted to get out of campus. So I said, hey, bro, let's meet up in town. We called it Paseo. Let's go out there and meet up and let's have dinner. So it was myself and my ministry team. We had dinner. And then after dinner, after chatting and all that kind of thing, I said, hey, I think it's time for me to go back to campus. So my boy, Ben, says to me, I'm going to ride back with you. At the time, his girlfriend says, no, you have to ride with me in the jeepney and, and with, with us, the ladies. And I said, bro, you're going to go with the ladies, not go with the, your brother? I mean, come on. So he looked at me. He looked at his girlfriend. He says, ah, look, I'm going to join Henry. We're going to meet up on campus. So the girls got on the jeepney. Me and my boy, Ben, we went to the parking lot to find my bike. As soon as I got to the parking lot, I met another friend, and he says to me, Henry, your bike is a snail. You want to race to see how fast your bike is in comparison to mine? He pressed my ego button. Ben looked at me, grinned his teeth, and he said, you got to show him, Henry. There was no starting line like at the Olympics. He got on his bike. I got on my bike. He started first and fast. I remembered the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So I passed him. But the reason I passed this friend of mine is because he had stopped. But I didn't care about him stopping. I just wanted to get the win. I was going at 90 kilometers per hour, and as soon as I passed him, 100 meters from me, there was a curve. In fact, I knew that there was a curve. So I calculated at this speed, I shouldn't cut the curve too tight. I need to cut the curve a little wide. As soon as I hit the curve, there was a patch of sand. And my bike went on roller skates. And I knew that we were going to kiss the dirt. And sure enough, we kissed the dirt. I made a bad choice. I made a choice based upon my ego. And every day I live with the scar to remind me of that night haven't you made a choice because of your ego have you made a choice because you're thinking about the upside of the choice you you're thinking about the benefits that come i, I was thinking about the fact that i would uh, be known as a fast bike racer i was thinking about my bragging rights i was thinking about the upside of my ego i, I never thought about the downside of the of the dirt. I never thought about the downside of the, of, the, of the scar. In fact, the downside was so down that every time I showered, it's as if I was at gunpoint because I couldn't allow water to, to touch 
this wound. For weeks, uh, nurses at the AUP clinic had to clean out my wound. And, and not to mention that uh, my boy Ben also had to deal with some scars. And, and, and we would talk about our battle scars. But we would come to the realization and the point that we have made a bad choice. Haven't you made a bad choice? And because of a bad choice, you are living the consequences of that choice. There is a man who comes to mind. His name is Lot, the nephew of Abraham. We have been talking about Abraham and Sarah, but we're going to look at his nephew today. He finds himself in a situation where he makes a bad choice. He makes a choice thinking about the upside. And I want to suggest to you that when we make choices, we tend to prioritize the upside. Now, I want you to understand that uh, Lot was so rich. Rot, Lot was so, was so wealthy. Lot had a lot of money in the bank. Lot was the kind of individual who didn't need to calculate his uh, money. And, and he didn't need to live on a budget. He was that kind of person. And because he was so wealthy, and because he was so rich, and because Abraham was also so wealthy and so rich, they had to separate. <laughs> Sometimes you can be that blessed that you can no longer live in the same place as your family member. Sometimes your blessings need to take you away. But this is what happened to Lot. He had to, to separate. And so he is with his uncle. And he is the nephew. And the uncle Abraham should get the first choice. But Abraham is so humble that he gives the first choice to his nephew. And he says, choose the place that you want to go. And so they stood and they looked at different places. They looked on the right, it was mountains. They looked on the left, it was the valley. And the Bible says that it describes this valley as the plain of the Jordan. This is where Sodom was located. So Lot lifted his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan. That it was well watered everywhere, even as at the garden of the Lord. I want you to understand that Sodom was situated in the plain of Jordan. The plain of Jordan resembled the garden of the Lord. The only garden that God planted was Eden. Wouldn't you want to live in a place that was like Eden? You see, the upside of Sodom was that it was a good place for farming and feeding livestock. It was well watered everywhere. It was, it was, there was water, there was, there was vegetation. And so it was a good place for Lot to continue his lifestyle. I don't know about you, brother or sister, my friend, my beloved one. I want you to understand that I am just like Lot. I think of my life that I should progress and move to places that my life is not going to be disturbed. That my lifestyle is going to continue. And so Lot was thinking about his life, his comfortable life. <laughs> And so he looked at the mountains, not good enough. He looked at the valley and he said, yes, that's the place that I need to go to. I wonder and I ask myself, says the Tabitha, how come people cling to Jakarta with all of this machet bangat? 
It tells me that there is something valuable in Jakarta. In fact, just next door, we have uh, the Indonesian Stock Exchange. Uh, locals in Indonesia will tell me, Pastor, you know what? In the Indonesian Stock Exchange, in this place we call, let me do my best Indonesia, Eschebede. <laughs> this, best, this area has a 75% of Indonesian wealth. So I understand why people want to live in Jakarta because life in Jakarta is comfortable. And Lot was thinking about life being comfortable. And so he says, you know what? I think of my son. I think of my daughter. I think of my, my, my business. I think of all of that. I think that's the best place that I need to go to. But Sodom had another upside. And the upside of Sodom is that it was a place where there was a lot of arts and, and business. There was a lot of trading. People were coming from different parts of the world then. And they would trade in Sodom. And so there was good business opportunities. I know of people that have decided to leave the kampung and, and come to Jakarta because in Jakarta, they can get that connection. In Jakarta, they can improve that degree. In Jakarta, they can start a business. In Jakarta, they can improve their life. In Jakarta, they can uh, own a house. In Jakarta, they can work in an office. And so there is that connection. And, and so Lot thought, I want my kids, I want my wife to be able to shop in the mall. I want my daughters to be able to go to the best schools. I want my my business to grow and so there is nothing wrong about the upside there is nothing wrong in choosing a good place to live there is nothing wrong with wanting your family to prosper and to grow yes go to jakarta yes go to maidan go to the united states whatever it is there is nothing wrong with that and you should improve yourself so lot was thinking about that you see, when I thought about coming to Indonesia, I said, man, Indonesia has a great upside for me. Number one, I'm going to learn, learn to speak another language. Uh, and I'm trying, as you can see, you know, pelan pelan, you know, sedikit, you know, I'm getting there. I thought, you know, if I go to Indonesia, I'm going to minister in an intercultural setting. Right, I like that. In other words, I'm going to be with people of another culture. I'm going to learn more things. And, and, and here, you must understand, was another motivation. In my country, I would have had to learn my language and speak in my language and preach in my language. A thing that I couldn't do. In fact, when I was there, I had to use a translator. And so I said to myself, coming to Indonesia is actually a good thing. And so I want you to understand I'm with you. When you make your choices, yes, think about the best opportunities for you. Are you understand what I mean? Is job A the best or is job B the best? Which job gives me the best benefits? Which job is going to help me to grow my career the best? There is nothing wrong with that and you should do that. But here is the problem. We tend to minimize the downside. We think about the upside, but we tend to minimize the downside and here i want you to understand how how uh, moses paints the picture he says but the men of sodom were wicked it was a good place a nice place to live but the problem was that the main the men of that place were wicked the women of that place were wicked the youth of that place were wicked the the governors of that place were wicked the president of that place were, was wicked the mayor of that place were wicked the police officers of the place were wicked and so lot yes there was great 
upside, but the downside was that it was not a good place for him to be. And so many times we, we forget the downside. And the problem is, it's as if you have stepped on a thin ice. And if there's anything about thin ice, is that when you step on thin ice, you know what happens? You fall in. And if there's anything about thin ice, is that the more you try to get out of it, the more the ice breaks. And so what is happening with Lot is that he has chosen this good place with great upside, but minimizing the downside, he finds himself on thin ice in the pond in need of help. It is the story. It is the story of a girl or a man who wants to improve their life. But they find themselves struggling. It is the reality of a Christian who chooses the upside of cool friends while minimizing the downside of smoking premarital sex. It is the reality of a parent who chooses the upside of a good non-Christian school but minimizing the downside of atheism. It is the story of a young man or woman who chooses the upside of love while minimizing the downside of difference of faith. It is the, it is the reality of a husband or wife who chooses the upside of promotion while minimizing the downside of less family time. It is the reality of a church member who chooses the upside of family and, 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 and giving time to family while minimizing time spent with God. So many times we think about the, the upside, we prioritize it, but we forget and minimize the downside. You see, the Bible says, Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. What it tells me is that he didn't intend to live in Sodom. He didn't intend to be there. He planned to live in the outskirts of the city just like how some of you live in the outskirts of Jakarta you live in Bakasi and, and Bogo and Chilawangsi I just went to that place this week you live there right and you're so far because you don't like the smog of Jakarta you don't like the matcha of Jakarta you don't like those things so it is never your intention to get caught up and sucked in to the life of Jakarta but unfortunately some of us we love Jakarta so much Jakarta is so good that it sucks us in we get so busy with our work and, and thinking about progressing in life and we, we think about improving our family and that we find ourselves stuck. And so Lot didn't want to go to Sodom. He didn't want to live there because he understood that Sodom wasn't a good place. And sometimes we know that some places are not good. We know that those people are not going to help us grow. They gossip all the time. We know that if we engage with these people, they're not going to improve our health. They're not going to be talking to us about exercising and talking about eating right. Uh, we know these things, but because the upside is so strong, <laughs> we say, ah, it's okay. I, I can handle it. I think I'm strong enough. And so the Bible says he pitched his tent towards Sodom. But you see what happens when you prioritize the upside, minimizing the downside. What happens is you tend to agonize the downside. 
You tend to agonize. You, you tend to be in a, in a place of agony. And, and look at what the Bible is saying. And the Bible is saying that for that righteous man, talking about Lot, dwelling among them, those wicked men, in seeing and, and hearing, was agonizing in himself, in his righteous soul, from day to day with their lawful deeds. I want you to understand what the Bible is saying. Here is a man who loves God. He knows what is right. But because he is stuck, he cannot do anything about it. He sees corrupt policemen and, and they're giving people tickets, but then somebody can pay them off. He's, he's sad about that, but he can't do anything about it. And it's breaking his heart and he's saying, man, this is so bad. Haven't you been in that situation where you feel helpless, that there's nothing you can do about it? People are just so bad and you just have to sit there and take it. This is where Lot finds himself, but because he chose the upside and he minimized the downside, he found himself agonizing about the downside. My brother and my sister, hear me carefully and let me talk to you straight. When you prioritize the upside and you minimize the downside, you're going to agonize. And perhaps some of you are here agonizing over those choices that you made. You thought it was a good job. You thought it was a good person. You thought it was the best opportunity. But today you sit and you are agonizing. You're crying within yourself because your priorities were not right. 